Hello, everyone. Welcome to the pilot episode of the Silver Crow Podcast. I'm your host, JJ Silver, along here with my co-host. Hey, I'm King Corvus. Shut the fuck up. I fucking hate you. Understandable. Anyway, so um, how's your day? You know? Um, my day's been pretty great. It's fucking boiling. Oh, yeah. Um, fucking first in the news today, it's fucking hot. Yes. God damn it. It's fucking hot. We went on a road trip together, right, to the desert states, and it was (laughs) cooler there. Yeah, it was fucking colder in New Mexico than it is here. And it's because of fucking humidity, dude, because we're actually getting like, you know, uh, rain and we live near lakes and rivers and shit. So like there's a ton of moisture in the air and that shit. Oh my god, it meant like I'm sweat I I don't have a shirt on. Like I couldn't find any <laughs> shorts. I couldn't find any shorts, so I got my fucking pants rolled up. Uh, yeah, cuz not only is it hot here, <laughs> it's also just fucking sticky. Also, what the fuck? What? <laughs> Are we just going to glance over that? <laughs> glance over what? I don't know what that the fuck f- you're talking about. Fucking burp. Oh, <laughs> oh God! I, I really just... don't. <laughs> what was wrong with it? You just throw up? Because <laughs> it sounded like you just threw up. <laughs> no. Okay, a little bit. <laughs> tasted oh, like God. tasted like corn chips and overcooked burger. Oh, because that's oh. what I've had. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, fucking hot. Um, I don't got a shirt on, pants roll up, you know, flip flops kicked off and onto the floor. Um, hell yeah. I don't have a fucking fan in my room anymore. It got is gone. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> what happened anymore? It? It's just my, gone. My, my mother needed it. Oh god. She needed to use it once and she just hasn't fucking returned it. <laughs> it's just it's just with her. Fuck. Anyway, die from heat stroke. <laughs> oh fucking anyway. Um all right. So, yeah, fucking hot. Um all right. So, I work right the job yeah. I do. You know, you know where I work at. I work at a local grocery store right now. Yes. Um, I'm looking for other jobs right now because I, I kind of don't like it. But while I'm there, right, you know, we don't really see a whole lot of like, you know, the Karen types there. Um, but we see some weird shit, right? It's not McDonald's. God, Aww. God fucking forbid. It's not Burger King. Oh, God. Fucking Burger King always has like one fucking person in the restaurant. One working. Expect- yeah, here? yeah. There's one person like in the entire fucking restaurant, and it's like one worker who just kind of sits there and yeah. does fucking nothing. Because like I remember when that Burger King opened, the line for it was out in the fucking highway. Well, yeah. I mean, because it's a new s- place. Yeah. The size of the town and everything. Whenever there's something new, yeah, it's we- going to be popular. We live in a small town, so, like, you know, 
It's brand new. That's something that's not been here before. So boom, fucking everybody goes there. I went there opening day. Fucking it was packed. Fuck yeah, but I bet it was good. It was. And then um it was there for a week and then people got bored of it and now no that thing that place is practically fucking abandoned. Yeah. I I always find it funny cuz we'll drive up and it's like yeah, we'll have this, this, and this, and you get to the window to pay, and the dude's like, okay, stay right here. I gotta go make your food. You can pull up. And it's like, what the fuck do you mean you have to go make our food? <laughs> Are you yeah. the only dude here? <laughs> it's like it's like two fucking people maximum at all times. Like fucking oh, yeah. no one else there. Okay, anyway, back to the grocery store bit. Went off on a tangent there. Um... So we don't we don't get a lot of the Karen types or anything like that, but we do see some weird shit, okay? So what I do is I work in the produce section and I just kind of like stock and um fucking like cycle all the vegetables and the fruits and the shit yes, like that. Yes, make sure right? they're wompered. Make sure that it's, you know, nothing's rotten. It all can be sold, right? Yeah. Neat little thing about that too is if something hits the expiration date and it starts going bad and we have to pull it off the shelf to either mark it down or just take it off entirely. If I want to, I can just take it home. Oh fuck yeah. Free shit. Like, um, I got two free things of salsa. Ooh. And it was fucking good, dude. Those salsas were fucking good. It was good salsa. It was really good salsa. It was Fuck a day yeah. expired. Because the thing is, like, when something hits the expiration date, it's probably not actually expired or gone bad. It's probably still got, like, a solid week left in it. Yeah, and, expiration um, dates are just a suggestion. I mean, they kind of literally are. Like, that salsa w- is good for, like, a fucking week. And um, we ate it pretty fast. I bought some. I just bought some chips. and It was fucking gone. Fucking um, sick. But it was good. Anyway, so I'm sitting there. I'm fucking like stacking up some onions, right? And it's <laughs> it's pretty quiet, you know. It's just a grocery store, you know. It's There's nothing loud. It's not like it's a kitchen or anything. And then off to like the right behind me, like out of fucking nowhere, I just hear someone just go, Mark? Like <laughs> fucking... <laughs> what? Someone's just like... Mark and I'm like whoa 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 okay what the fuck happened here slow the fuck down (laughs) is Mark a malevolent spirit like what the fuck (laughs) I'm a little lost here and so I fucking turn around and look at this okay let me describe to you the headcanon that I made in like three nanoseconds before I turned around and saw what was actually going on okay what I imagined right is that this dude, okay, was a friend of Mark, okay? I'm going into, like, a full... I'm writing a fucking, like, story about this. This is, like, a full, like, paranormal drama. Fuck yeah. So, um, essentially, this guy was kind of friends with Mark, you know? They weren't best of friends, but they were more acquaintances. They knew each other, right? Um, But this guy, right, he was getting, you know... um, he um, knew uh, Mark's wife a lot better than he knew Mark. You know, um, oh. he was getting kind. Of, they were getting kind of close, and um, one day they were getting kind of close in Mark's bedroom. Um, Mark 
Mark comes home early that day. He walks in on them. Mark gets fucking angry. Mark's fucking pissed. Mark's about to kill this dude. And so, to make sure Mark doesn't kill him, he fucking kills Mark. Oh? He and Mark's wife hide the body. All right? Yeah? He's, he's never found. It's just pronounced missing. And okay. then Mar- he marries Mark's wife. They start a family. They have kids. Years later, this man's in the grocery store. And Mark's spirit has come to take his life, has come seeking vengeance for how he has been wronged. And this man knows that he's about to fucking die. Mark's about to, like, haunt the shit out of this dude. (laughs) And then I turned around and it was like just a family friend that was visiting that the guy thought had already left town. Oh god damn it. And it turns out he didn't. So no no fucking malevolent spirit was seen that day. But it was uh it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Cause I just I just cause he was fucking loud too. I guarantee yeah. you the entire fucking store heard that dude scream. The entire <laughs> fucking store heard that dude just yell, Mark? And like it's a small store too. Like it's not yeah. huge. Um, it's not like a fucking Walmart or some shit. It's a decently small store. Um, but like I can guarantee you everybody in there fucking heard it. Like I was like, holy shit, let's calm the fuck down there, bud. And for a second, you felt what it felt like to be around us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Walk into a store, oh. cause unimaginable chaos, leave. Yeah, pre- pretty much. Pretty much. What the f- fuck? Okay. You're back. Um, I turned around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, there was another time I saw like, so you get to see all kinds of people working in like a public place, right? Yeah. And I saw this one lady, you know, and she was a pretty like average looking lady. She was like, um, well, I mean, when I say average, I mean average by American standards. She was pretty fucking fat. But um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it it wasn't anything like out of the norm. It wasn't any like she wasn't like a thousand pounds. I'd probably pin her at like 300. Um, yeah, which average. Is still, yeah, unfortunately. And um, <laughs> dog, we really shouldn't be doing that much. We're not that far off. <laughs> yeah yeah anyway i see her right and like you know it's all normal but like on her arm where her bicep is right you know in the middle of it there's just this big ass fucking bump on both arms like just like a like a bump like i i thought at first that i just kind of missed the saw and she just had like a bit like big biceps right yeah but no i looked at it and it was like it was like a it was like it wasn't this because like the bicep goes from like that little crease on the inside part of your elbow, like up towards your up more towards your shoulder. Right. This was like in the middle of that. What the fuck? It was like maybe an inch wide and like three inches tall. So she did not just have a bump. She had like a fucking mini tower. She had like a fucking tumor. 
Jesus. On I both arms, though? On both arms in the exact same place. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean. I was like wondering, I'm like, is are you okay? Is that are like bugs under your skin? <laughs> is that something that needs medical attention? And if so, are you receiving it? Because that was that was just weird to look at. Yeah, I would like. The, uh, uh, I, I was. I was just fucking weird. Another thing is that um, I kind of learned. You know, people ask dumb questions all the fucking time, and I don't think you really realize just how fucking stupid a lot of the shit that consumers say are until you're on the other end of the experience. Yeah, that's like. A- yeah fuck because oh my start god over. we're doing the whole thing over all of it i'm kidding don't don't start please don't start over. <laughs> we're 12 minutes in yeah no i'm not fucking starting over now i don't care how much we fuck up it's staying in <laughs> i ain't editing shit <laughs> all right anyways people ask anyway, dumb questions people say the dumbest shit and you don't really realize how dumb the shit people say are until you're on the other end of the experience. Um, so like, you know, I, I get plenty of questions of people asking me like, Hey, where is this? Do you guys have this? And like, that's pretty normal. You know, like, you know, I can answer those. Those are understandable questions. Like those are questions I would ask. Like they're just looking for something. Right. Yeah. And that's an understandable thing to ask an employee. Like I got no problem with that. Um, but people will ask me like or just say to me the most fucking dumb ass shit <laughs> and it's specifically it's usually not actually questions it's usually not actually the questions they ask more so it's the shit that some people say after the fact right let me give you the prime example that happened recently So I'm so like I said, I stock produce, essentially, and we open at seven in the morning. Yeah, I get there at six to kind of like start and it takes like the full workday to really flow through everything. If I really like get my ass in gear and fucking like fly through it as much as I can, I can maybe get done by like noon. Yeah. Um, And my shift ends at two thirty. So most days, though, it takes the majority of the day to just rotate all the stock and and like get it all up. Up to two thirty. And so. This guy comes in like first fucking thing in the morning and like we have we have a big like we have a decent sized morning crowd and specifically a lot of older people. A lot of older people like to come in and do their shopping really early in the morning so they don't have to deal with no punk-ass kids, right? Yeah, so they don't have to be fucking slow. Yeah, exactly. And so um, he comes in, and this dude asks me, like, he's looking, he's looking at specifically the island where we keep pretty much all the fruit items. Um. And it's like, it's the biggest one. It's where we got like mangoes and grapes and lemons and shit like that. And so we, um, we had sold out completely out of red grapes the day before. Oh, red grapes. Fucking delicious though. 
that's true, which is why we ordered more to come on the shipment that morning. Yeah. So that we could put more out, right? And so yes. this dude comes in. The shipment just arrived like 10 fucking minutes ago. And this dude comes in. It's, mind you, he comes in like right at 7 o'clock, right as we fucking open. And like he asks me like, where are the grapes? And I'm like, hold on, sir. Let me go get them. We just got the shipment in. And so I, I go in there. I bring the grapes out. I put them out. I like, you know, let him grab, grab a bag of them. And then he just looks at me and he says, you guys should really have this stuff done sooner. <laughs> Bro, Dude, you are just coming in here. Opened. You are coming in here at seven o'clock in the fucking morning. Shut <laughs> up. I don't want to hear shit out of your mouth. Dude, you're coming in right as we open. Literally the second we open, the actual delivery got here 10 fucking minutes ago. And what we do, how we do it is I start on the farthest island, which the farthest island has like tomatoes and avocados. That's what's on the farthest island. And then I go to the next island, the next island, and then I get to the big island that has all the fruit at the like later half of my shift. Someone else typically is there and they do the wet rack, which is where is like most of like the shit, like the lettuce and shit like that. And the cooler rack, which is where there's shit like salsa and like juices and shit like that. Yes, indeed. Like you're in here. Fucking. <laughs> Early, early, early morning. And you're telling me I should have this shit done sooner? Dude, I'm not coming in here at three o'clock in the fucking morning so that you can get your fucking grapes. All right. You are not my priority, dude. Like, shut the fuck up. And, and the delivery driver also isn't coming here at three o'clock in the fucking morning. And the reason for that is because nobody's coming in here at three o'clock in the fucking morning to get all this shit stocked oh up just for you to come in at 7 a.m. The moment we unlock the doors and so that you can bitch at me that I haven't put the fucking grapes out yet. And that's especially annoying because he got the fucking grapes. Yeah, like I went back there and I was like, hold on. Just, I was like, just give me a second. Let me go get them off of the load. And like I brought him grapes. I carted them out. Like I literally carted this dude out a whole fucking box of bags of grapes. And then and he's like, still just like, hmm, not ready when I first got here. Do a better job. No. Yeah. No, just fuck off. Oh my god, it's so fucking annoying. And like, thankfully, those people are very few, right? Like, that that only happens occasionally. Yeah, we're not in California where yeah, it's... We're, uh, it's we're, like, not a, we're not anywhere on the coast. Exactly. What the fuck? We're f safe. What, fuck what is it about the coast and just, like, the people being shit? Um fucking water it's the water's <laughs> dude, fault i don't know which fucking sucks too because dude i fucking love seattle 
I fucking love New York. I fucking love the coast. Fucking hate yeah. like all the people there though. Awful. Yeah, there's Awful. super cool fucking places like anytime I go to the beach in California, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is fun. And then I see a person that lives in California and I'm like, you just ruined my entire fucking vibe. It's for real. Like literally go to fucking Seattle, see a Seattleite, day ruined. Like yeah and they don't even have to do anything you just look at them and they're like man this is one annoying ass bitch <laughs> like dude this guy fucking sucks oh literally god what? i love something i learned is that not everyone can do that yeah which is fucking weird to me i always thought like that was just a thing like you can just look at someone and just kind of know what they're like and if they suck or not but yeah, apparently mom, like I'll, I'll do that to my mom and be like, oh, that's a shitty ass person. She's like, what, what do you mean? You haven't met him. It's like, you can't fucking tell. <laughs> you can just look at this dude. Look at this dude. They don't even have to like be looking any certain way. You can just kind of feel it like <laughs> fucking yeah. psychic link into telling that this dude fucking sucks. This man in particular needs to die. Homie ain't shit. Like. <laughs> Uh, mm. it's fucking weird that not everyone can do that because I, I legit thought everyone could yeah same there's a, there's a lot of things that because we're just the greatest beings in the world we can do instantly that not a lot of people can do except like all the important stuff that actually matters like cook and taxes I mean, I can cook, but fuck no, I can't do fucking taxes. <laughs> Exist you I, on your own. <laughs> properly function as a member of society. We can't really do that one. But we can tell who is Shittier not someone we want to be around. Like, we can't contribute anything meaning meaningful to the world, like, to any fucking capacity. But, like, I can read you like a fucking book. Mommy, get me get get, get me chicken nuggets, man. Give that me person chicken nuggets. God, fuck. fuck. All right, fuck. Anyway, <laughs> going on. Oh my god. Oh my god is fucking right. Why is it so fucking hot? God, it's fucking. It's I'm fucking literally cars. boiling. All right. Um. All right. Okay. Let's get into the actual topic. We've been fucking around long enough. Yes. Time to get yeah. into the real topic today. Elden Ring. Um. I guess essentially, you know, what do we expect? What do we want? How are we going to compare this to, you know, Dark Souls, Bloodborne? Um. Does this even fit into the category of a of a Soulsborne game? You know. Um, yeah, which I mean, pretty much fucking everything from some from software does. Yeah, but anyway, um, essentially, and thoughts on it, you know, is it gonna be good? Yes, it looks like you. you I assume I showed you the trailer, right? Yeah, we've seen the trailer. Shit looks like it fucking slaps. It looks amazing. The trailer is really fucking impressive. I think it looks so fucking good. 
Like, I love yes. it. Um, um, I love the direction they're taking with it. Absolutely. I because, like, the like more, the more, the more open, open world, right? Yeah. Because like yeah. the thing with the thing with both Dark Souls and Bloodborne is like they are open world games, but they're open in linear pathways. Like, yeah, it's like you can go at anywhere in the map at any point, like as long as you can just get there physically with your character. But like it's it's a limited like area, you know, like I can't go fucking climb on top of a house in Bloodborne, you know, like it's or at least unless there's like a ladder. You know? Yeah, like if the games want you to be somewhere, you can get there. But if they don't want you somewhere, you can't really get there. There's an explicitly set path in the in Dark Souls and in Bloodborne. There is like there is a linear path that has branches and you can freely explore those, but it's not like in just just an opened like field map. Yes. Not like the same way that like most RPGs are. Like Skyrim. Yeah, like 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 the Elder Scrolls series or Fallout. Fuck yeah. And so I kind of like that they're taking that direction. And another thing I like is um or essentially something I want to ask is do you think they're going to be changing the combat system at all? Because if you ask me, I think the combat system that already exists in all of the, in all of dark souls and in bloodborne is already really fit to an open world RPG game. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make any major changes because like, you know, like you said, I really think it's a good fit for being open world. And, you know, I've always liked the combat systems. I I really do too. And I think, um, I don't think they need to change anything. I mean, I'm expecting them to like, maybe tweak it a bit, add a few more abilities, a few more weapons, differentiate like tiny things, but keep the main core of what Dark Souls and Bloodborne combat is like. You know, like, yeah. um, they're not, I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to deviate from it very much because they really just don't need to. Yeah. Like it currently works. There's no need to really build a whole new system when the one you've got and have had for quite some time works just perfect. And I think like the only time I can think of that they really deviated from it at all was in Sekiro. And they did that because it works better with the type of game Sekiro is. Sekiro is a lot more, um, even more restrictive than Dark Souls and Bloodborne in that it has it has a much more set out path. You play in a much more set out linear way. Um, and I think that the combat style within Sekiro, um, which is like it's a lot more finely tuned, it's a lot more exact. Um, it's essentially just like it's more precise in how like it wants you to play it. Um, and that worked really well with Sekiro. And I think that they're just going to be kind of going back to the openness of Dark Souls and Bloodborne combat where it's you can kind of choose how you fight. Um, it's a lot more open. And I think that that's just kind of the style that they're going to keep with it because they don't really need to change it at all. Like we said it um it can work it work it can work really well in the game that it looks like they're trying to make 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you ever play Code Vein, which was, um, I think it was what Banco Namico or however you say it. Um, Do you have under- I haven't. I haven't actually played it, but I have seen footage of it. Yes, so it it has that kind of Dark Souls feel, and I like like especially the great swords feel like a Dark Souls weapon. And I'm kind of expecting the same thing from Elden Ring, where you can definitely feel that it is that type of game. It's heavily like it's heavily taken from Dark Souls. Yes. Yeah, I get I get what you mean. And also, um, I'm so fucking excited for the team that is um what is it? The writer of Game of Thrones is working on the lore, right? Yeah. And the yeah. story. He is. Yeah. Which is awesome. So I'm I'm also expecting um I mean, I have no basis for this, but what I'm expecting is with a more open map and a more open world, I'm also kind of expecting a more open story and something that um something that kind of branches a bit more because the thing is with a lot of Dark Souls lore, you really have to dig into it and like dig into item descriptions, uh fucking notes you find, shit like that to really figure out the lore of Dark Souls and Bloodborne. What I'm expecting in Elden Ring is for it to be a little bit more out there. Like it's kind of there. It's a bit more surface level and shown to you rather than tucked away in descriptions and shit like that. Like it is in Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Yeah, I yeah, I kind of expect the same thing. Like I don't have any basis to go off of that. They might that, you know, they might not do that at all. That might not that might not be even fucking close to what they do. But that's just kind of like that's just kind of the feeling I got from everything I've seen related to the game so far, um, which I think would be great. I think it would fit the kind of new style really well. Um, Not that I dislike the way that they handle lore in Dark Souls and Bloodborne. I, I, I like looking through it. I like exploring the actual descriptions and trying to like figure stuff out, piece things together. But I think it'll be I think it'll work well if they do put it as more kind of out there and just shown to the player instead of tucked away. Yeah, I I did. I also really like how um, Dark Souls handles lore because it gives you an actual reason to read the things you pick up. Because like um, Assassin's Creed, you know, you pick things up what it says on it really doesn't matter. Yeah, no, like every with the lore of Assassin's Creed, it kind of it just kind of spoon feeds it to you. There are some things that like are tucked away when it comes to something like when it comes to Assassin's Creed, but for the most part with that series, it's pretty much all kind of laid out. Like I could tell you pretty much most of the basis of Assassin's Creed. Like I could tell you what the Isu are, um, the history of the creed, the history of the Templar order. I can name a bunch of assassins. Like it's all kind of laid out there, laid plain and forward. And the descriptions on items don't really matter at all. But with Dark Souls, it really in like incentivizes you to really do some detective work and kind of put the effort in to figure shit out if you want to. But what I also love is that you don't need to do that to still have a good experience with the game. 
yes. For Dark Souls, you don't need to understand, like, who the Unkindled are or all that stuff to be like, man, I'm having a good time. Yeah, you just kind of you just kind of have to know, like, okay, like, this is this is what I am. This is the objective. This is what's going on in this world. You don't really need to get into the deeper lore to really understand and to enjoy the experience of what's happening and what's going on with the world in general. Yes. Which I like. I love. Yeah. Cause okay, let's so Elden Ring, we're both excited about the Game of Thrones author off man, fuck. Author working on it. Um I watched I've watched like one or two interviews. Uh have you like done anything like that? I haven't seen any interviews. I've mostly just um read a few articles and watched the trailers. I haven't really seen any interviews though, unfortunately. Yeah, but uh oh man. Why the fuck did I say it like that? Hold on. Yes. Um uh what I got from the interviews, like what bits of story and how they're going with it, I'm so excited. I literally cannot fucking wait. It's just oh I know my computer currently cannot run it. And so I need to get either a new one or a PlayStation or an Xbox, but I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited too. I'm I want to get a PS5 just because for for me it's just easier to um run on that because I don't I don't plan on getting any like I don't plan on downloading shit like mods for it. Um yeah. or anything like that. And it's just more convenient to run it on a console um and on my larger tv downstairs and play with a controller rather than deal with my fucking computer hunch over your fucking keyboard and mouse in your dark ass room staring at a tiny screen watching your game fucking stutter (laughs) and then watching it fucking crash after five minutes God, and then you go to load it back up, and the last save was like ten minutes ago. But you just beat a fucking boss, and now your just entire vibe is ruined. Now you're just pissed, and you don't want to fucking continue at all. And you just fuck close it, it. I'll go play Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm pretty fucking excited for it. But yeah, oh, yeah. I'm I'm definitely ready for it. I definitely want to get a PS5, um, both for Elden Ring and for a lot of other games as well. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm really fucking excited for it. I specifically want to get a PS5 because Demon Souls. Yes, because I can get Demon Souls right now. Currently, I could get it for I think computer or my Xbox. But I watched literally there's just the trailer for Demon Souls, and then I looked at the game, and I'm like, oh my god, it's so fucking crusty. You know, yeah. it's a worthy investment to just buy the PS4 and play the game while it looks good. Yeah, I'm, I mean, five. I'm really ready for that. That looks great, too. But I also just want a lot of other games on PS5. You know, like I really want to play um, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I'm I really want to get that. Um, there are other releases that are coming on PS5. I also want to get a PS5 because, you know, it's just the new generation of console. 
people are going to stop making their games for PS4. They're going to start focusing on making games for PS5. Um, better graphics, better everything, you know? Yeah. So it's um, just kind of the investment. It it pays off itself for the fact that I, I play so often and I just enjoy it as a pastime. Yeah, I need... I want to... Because I currently right now have an Xbox, but I'm going to switch over to PlayStation because of Demon Souls. Yeah. And Bloodborne. Yeah, and then we can actually play together. Yeah, rather than me being like, yo, I need to fucking come over, or yo, bring your fucking PlayStation. I want to play Bloodborne. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, anyway, um, I think that's really all I, I have to say regarding Elden Ring. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I think we got it all, at least in my brain. Um, yeah, I don't think there's really much more to say. That's that's primarily all I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, I think it's going to do well. I think they're going in a good direction with it. I'm expecting good things. Um, I think uh, I think in general, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good release. I think it's going to do well. Yeah, same. I so fucking excited. Okay. Yeah, really excited. Cannot I, fucking wait. Fucking... I saw that. Like, yeah. The trailer dropped and I was like, oh my God, because I had been following it for since like the first teaser came out and fucking finally we got the fucking trailer and I was like, holy fucking shit. My expectations have been blown the fuck away. I want to play this game. Yeah, it's fucking it's I'm definitely really ready for it. Um, Anyway, yeah, I think that's all we have to say on Elden Ring. Um. Well, something I want to mention real quick, too, is um, we're, we're going off of Elden Ring now, moving on to some new topic. Um, just to I just want I just kind of want to pat out some more time. I want the episode to be a little longer. Yeah. And I think there's more we can talk long. about as well. Um, have you played any of Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Um, I got to the part where you cut off your like handcuffs in the beginning or the ropes that tied your hand and then i was like you know what i'm done with this like i this game looks fucking amazing like i want to play this but not right now yeah um i'm i've beat the game you did um i've beat the main story um i still have a lot of like collectibles and shit to find and all that other kind of shit but i've beat the main story and I have completely eradicated the order um, in uh, all of England. Fuck yes. Which was fucking awesome. And something I want to say right now is that it is a great game by itself. But is it a great Assassin's Creed game? If we're talking in terms of like the traditional Assassin's Creed game, Valhalla is a fucking far cry. This is very, very, very different from the traditional Assassin's Creed formula. However, I don't dislike it. Um, It seems Ubisoft has, in general, been trying to kind of expand the Assassin's Creed formula and make it to where it's a bit more inclusive of other things, Um, such as um, more uh, in-depth fighting mechanics, um, just generally going in more depth with all the mechanics, refining it, making it 
making it more of a challenging game as well. Because I know with Origins, they kind of introduced like, okay, like what we're doing now, like no more one hit kill assassinations. Like there's levels now. Yeah, um, I played, I not only have I, but I have been recently like, I just got off of Assassin's Creed Odyssey to um, start this recording. Uh, yeah, the level system and have you ever played the fucking first Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I've played all the previous Assassin's Creeds. Oh my fucking god, I hated the first one. I I'm going to admit like in terms of the earlier games, they they weren't amazing primarily just because in terms of the mechanics and I can I still liked them. I still played them all the time, but the thing with them is that um and like I get why people didn't like them because it just felt like it wasn't really a challenge. There wasn't really a whole lot going on because you would get to your target and then it's just one hit. You assassinate them. Boom. Mission done or trailing missions. Assassin's Creed is infamous for having like really shitty trailing missions where you oh, just like, God, that fucking- Oh, where you just like slowly follow behind someone for like 10 minutes. And yeah, they're fucking annoying. I don't like those because yeah. it just, it just pads out time and it just feels like a waste. Yeah, another thing that could have not helped with me and the first Assassin's Creed was I was a child when I first played it. Yeah. So not only did I not understand how to play games, it was definitely a step above my fucking skill. Yeah, it was... I fucking loved Black Flag. Black Flag was... Yeah, it was fun. Um... I specifically like I've always liked the Assassin's Creed series. I've always been someone who's kind of defended it, but I've always understood why people didn't like it. Um, But something I have to say is since Origins, they have completely revamped the system. It's a whole new type of game. Um, And Valhalla is probably the furthest from the original formula for the game, because in Valhalla, it's a I mean, Eivor's a Viking. Right. Like he's he's a Norse Viking. This is not a subtle dude. This guy's not cut out for, you know, sneaking around, hiding in the shadows, waiting for a target. You can do that. You can play that play style. It doesn't stop you from doing that, but it just opens up the option for a more like confrontational and aggressive play style. Which definitely fits a Viking. It yeah, it fits a it fits a Viking. He's he's a Viking conqueror. He's here to like take over England and establish his clan's presence. Like he's he's a fighter and a warrior, and it kind of fits it to where he has the option to you know actually go in and do battle rather than sneak around and and like kill one dude in secret and then sneak off. He'd rather like wage a war. Same with um, Odyssey. Um, the main character, whether you pick the boy or the girl, is a fucking mercenary. You're a mercenary, and like, especially in those times, you didn't really need to sneak around to get away with something. Yeah, and so that's why it's such a, um, it's just such a difference. And um, I mean, Eivor, Eivor works with the assassins. They're they're not called the assassins at this point. It's really, really early on. They're called the hidden ones. 
Um, but Eivor works directly with them. He takes, like, he views, essentially, um, the Templar Order, who at this point are called the Order of the Ancients, um, they are in Eivor's way. They're in his way of establishing his clan's presence and his clan's control over England. So he he's willing to work with the Hidden Ones, the Assassins, to take them out because they are standing in his way, um, which is nice. But Eivor, Eivor doesn't join them. He doesn't become one of them. He just works alongside them because they have a common goal. Yeah, I don't in Odyssey. Because sorry, I keep going back to Odyssey. This is my only like point of yeah, reference. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, but in Odyssey, I don't even think I've heard a mention really of the assassins. There's definitely the uh, there's like the cult, but I don't think like I'm trying to think. Um, like I don't think I've met or spoken to someone who's part of the assassins. I'm off doing my own thing and they might come in later in the story. I haven't beat it, but and I, I don't mean, know the other I thing going. too is that in origins, you don't really hear much about the assassins because this is, this is the beginning of the assassins. Um, this is the beginning of the, of the, um, the hidden ones and the assassins brotherhood. So, which is yeah. why you don't really hear much about them in Origins because they 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 don't actually really exist yet, or at least the organized like the organization doesn't really exist yet. It's not like a form a formulated group. Um, it's just like like the ideals that the assassins work off of is present and you know exist within Bayek. Yes. Um. But yeah, that's um I do I do like the game. I love Valhalla. I also liked Odyssey and Origins. I have both of them. Um I I love Valhalla, but it definitely like it's definitely very different in terms of an Assassin's Creed game. Um just like Origins and Odyssey are because it's like, you know, um not really hiding anymore. You're not really doing a lot of stealth. You're you kind of have a mixture um, and obviously they don't bar you from p- playing it the same way you'd play like one of the older Assassin's Creed games. You can play the whole game focusing on stealth, um, but they mostly just open up more options. And there are some times where they kind of force you to be an actual fighter. Like when you're when you're taking a castle so that you can like replace the Lord of that Shire or the Elderman with your own person so that you can create an alliance with that Shire. Like you have to actually wage the war and you have to go take the castle. You have to go take the keep. You have to actually fight your way through and you know, yeah, you have to wage a war and which I'm, I'm fine with. I don't mind that at all, but I know a lot of other like Assassin's Creed fans. They really wished that it focused more on Eivor becoming an assassin. Like they they wanted Eivor to become one of the hidden ones to join them, but um, they took a different direction with it. By um, spoiler, if you haven't um, played a lot of the game yet, I'm gonna spoil it for you, Corvus. But um, <laughs> if you have not played AC Valhalla yet, skip like a few minutes ahead because this is a major spoiler for the end of the game. Warning right now. Um, what they instead do 
is Eivor um, takes his brother Sigurd's place as the Jarl. And so he can't join the Hidden Ones. He can't become an assassin because he's he's the Jarl of his fucking clan. He has to lead his clan now, um, which I know a lot of people didn't really prefer because they they wanted Eivor to become an assassin and they wanted the game to focus more on assassins, which I think honestly with the next installment if they make one i do think they really should focus more on the brotherhood um or if they're still in the timeline or if they're still in the time frame where it's the hidden ones the hidden ones um but i don't think they should change the new gameplay mechanics i think they should keep that because it adds a layer of challenge by actually adding like leveling to it rather than being like you can just one hit kill any enemy like as long as you, you know, like sneak up behind them, actually adding levels to it. Like, OK, you have to gain power. You have to get better equipment to be able to take on higher level enemies, stuff like that. I think they should keep. But I do kind of agree that within like with the next game, they sh- if if they're making one, which I assume they are in the next game, they should focus more on the actual brotherhood and its fight with the Templars. Um, but. Overall, I still really loved Valhalla. I loved Eivor. I thought it was very good, but I understand why people don't really like it, you know? Yeah, um, because, like, with the mechanics and the forcing you to, or not forcing you, but where you might have to actually fight, I like that it opens up more options for, like, not only is there one thing to master, you can master, like, in Odyssey, ranged and, you know, your warrior and like, sneaking around and hiding, you have a lot more, it adds a lot more to the game. One thing though, I wish they would change just a little bit, is I wish they would relax the leveling because um, I think there's not enough room for you to wear someone is i think it's like if they're above like three levels above you sometimes it's just impossible to beat them in valhalla that's not really the case um i know in valhalla i have beaten opponents that are much more that have a much higher power level than i do like i fought in um one of the one of the order's zealots um who are like their muscle um, he had like 330 power while I was at 240 and um, I, I killed him. I fought him and I killed him. Um, it just took longer. He had more health and he did more damage to me. Um, but it's, you know, it, it was just kind of a game of patience. I just had to, you know, dodge, hit, dodge, hit, dodge, hit, dodge, hit, you know, um, but Another thing that I really liked in um, that I really like with this new system is you can you don't have to choose one or the other. You know, you don't have to choose to be like a berserker Viking and like a warrior and constantly up front. And you don't like or either that or being, you know, secretive and in the shadows, stuff like that. You don't have to choose one or the other. You can do both like you can do all of it and choose when you want to do that, when you want to do it a different way, all that kind of stuff, which I really like that it gives you, gives you the option to focus on one or the other, or you can just do all of it. Yeah. 
I really like. And that's the leveling thing might have been something they changed in between Odyssey and Valhalla. I, I like, honestly I've, kind of forgot how the leveling works in Odyssey. Um, is it like Odyssey actual like levels or is it like power level? And as you get more perks, the power level goes up and it gets like really high. No, numbers. it's 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 actual like levels. It's actually every enemy like, has okay. a number above their head. And if that number's in the red, it will be like with you fighting the zealot. It'll kind of be, they'll do more damage, so you'll just have to be more skillful to beat them. Yeah. But, like, I'm really, like, I liked how the Witcher handled it, where something was such a high level that I couldn't even see the level. I could still beat it if I tried hard enough. In Assassin's Creed, that's just not possible. In Odyssey, at least. Because if... Like, especially if you can't even see the level, it'll just display a red skull. You literally just do, like, no damage. And it's just like, why can't I kill this person? I just put a knife through their neck multiple times. Please just die. Yeah, there is sometimes where that just feels kind of weird, but... um. For me overall, it's been it's been too long since I've played Odyssey. I don't remember a lot about it and I didn't get super far in it. Um, so I don't really remember what it was like um, or Origins for that matter. But um, I overall, I still really like the kind of new system they've implemented in the new Assassin's Creed games, like I said. And I think they should keep that. And I kind of want to end this conversation off with that. I think they should keep the new gameplay mechanics in general. The new system they're building is nice, but I do think in the next game, they should focus more on the actual Assassin's Brotherhood or the Hidden Ones, whatever time period it is, whatever name it is. They should focus more on that and the fight with the Templar Order slash the Order of the Ancients. Um, They should just focus more on them rather than outside of that, which they definitely did with Valhalla and it seems with the previous games as well. Yes, correct. I agree. All right. Um, we're running out of time here, so I think we're going to end the episode off with that. All righty. Any closing words, Corvus? Um, I mean, do I want to do a whole like thank you for listening to episode one? I can do that if you want. Okay, you want to do that part? Do you want to do that? No, I I seriously don't care. All right, I'll just do it. Thank you everybody for tuning into the pilot episode of the Silver Crow Podcast. Um, please, you know, follow, download the episodes, um, share with your friends. We love any and all support you could possibly give us. You know, um, I'm planning on if we actually get listeners for this, I'm planning on making a Patreon for it eventually um, if it gets big enough for that. But for now, just sharing, you know, showing any kind of support if you like it um, is highly, highly appreciated. Like I cannot state enough how much that actually does mean to just spread it out there. Um, Anyway, end episode one, um, episode two coming soon um, on Spotify. Thank you for listening. Good night.